0: Good evening. My name is Sarah Morant with the government of Alberta, and I'll be your host for this telephone town hall. This evening, I am joined by Cindy Evans, Executive Director of the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Melissa Storey with Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Peter Tufik, Officer in Charge of the Community Safety and Well-Being Branch with the Alberta RCMP. Mm-hmm. Shane Hussey, Director of Environmental Health with Alberta Health Services. And Natasha Pollay from Can- Counseling Alberta. In addition, I am supported tonight with colleagues from many departments across the government of Alberta, including the Department of Health, Education, Indigenous Relations, Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development, Municipal Affairs, Agriculture and Irrigation, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, and and Seniors, Community, and Social Services. Before we hear from our speaker, let me start by explaining how this town hall will work. Right now, Albertans who have been affected by the wildfires are connecting to the call, and soon you will have a chance to ask a question to any of our experts. You can get in line to ask a question by pressing star 3 right now or at any time during the call. You'll be connected to an operator who will ask for your name and your community. Now we do ask for you to keep your question brief tonight because there are many people on the line. And in, short, in order to ensure our experts can answer as many questions as possible, I will read each question out loud. I would now like to welcome my colleague Cindy Evans, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, to please share some opening remarks. Cindy, go ahead.
1: Thank you. Good evening, everyone. And thank you for joining us for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. I hope this platform helps you get the information you need, answers your questions and addresses some of your concerns. Tonight, I am joined by representatives from across the Alberta Government, the RCMP and the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Before we get to your questions, I'll start with some reminders about resources that are available to you. You are eligible for an emergency evacuation payment if you had to leave your primary residence for seven days or more due to an evacuation order. If you haven't already and are eligible, please apply for your evacuation payments as soon as possible. These payments are in place to help you and your family and are in addition to monies available through your insurance policy. Applying online at alberta.ca emergency is the best way to get these payments with funds sent by e-transfer within 24 hours. If you are unable to receive an e-transfer, you can also visit one of 15 Alberta Support Offices to get a prepaid debit card. If you need additional emergency support, you can also call 310-4455, which is stashed 24-7. We've seen some promising progress in the fight against the wildfires, thanks to some recent precipitation and improved weather conditions that have aided the hard work of firefighters on the front line. We're thankful that Albertans are paying attention to restrictions and guidelines, so let's keep up the good work. Please continue to exercise caution and sound judgments to help prevent the spread of wildfires and further damage from occurring. Over the past couple of days, some communities have announced re-entry plans. Others are preparing for a re-entry or have already completed phases of it. It is encouraging to see residents returning home. If you are among those who are returning, please closely follow your local authority's re-entry instructions to make sure the progress goes smoothly. Your local authority will have information on re-entry plans on their websites and social media channels once evacuation orders are lifted and it is safe for residents to return home. There is also helpful information on alberta.ca about how to re-enter safely. Your continued safety is a priority for us all. It is crucial to remember that many residents who are returning home may continue to be on evacuation alert. That means residents should still have a bag packed and a plan in place for evacuating again, should it be necessary. I know it, it is stressful to think of another potential evacuation, but it is a precaution meant to keep you and your family safe. So please remain vigilant and be prepared. We know people who have been evacuated are eager to return home, but it's important to listen to instructions from your local officials and wait for their official words. They will know the local situation the best. So please stay informed by paying attention to your trusted and verified information sources. Your safety is a priority for all of us. Anyone who needs to travel, whether because of evacuations or other reasons, should check 511 for information on road conditions and closures, and be cautious in areas where visibility is poor. Please continue to stay, uh, stay safe. I want to make sure that we leave as much time as possible um, for all of your questions, so let's get to the queue.
0: Thanks so much for that, Cindy. And for everyone who is just joining us, my name is Sarah Morant, and I am the host for tonight's Telephone Town Hall. Joining me this evening are Cindy Evans, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, Melissa Story from Alberta Wildfire, Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Peter Tufik with the Alberta RCMP, Shane Hussey from Alberta Health Services, and Natasha Polay from Can- Counseling Alberta. In addition, tonight I'm supported by colleagues from many different departments across the government of Alberta, including the Departments of Health, Education, Indigenous Relations, Jobs, Economy and Northern Development, Municipal Affairs, Agriculture and Irrigation, Environment and Protected Areas, Mental Health and Addiction, and Seniors, Community and Social Services. Tonight, we are talking about the changing wildfire situation across Alberta, and if you have a question right now or at any time, you can you can enter that into your phone by pressing star 3, and you'll be connected to an operator. For those listening online, you can submit a question into that online portal at any time for any one of the experts who are part of tonight's conversation. Now, let's get started with our first question. This is submitted online from Maureen. And Maureen says, are there still a lot of fires right now? So I'll ask my colleague, Melissa Storey with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead.
2: Hi Maureen, thanks for the question. There are 51 active wildfires in the Forest Protection Area right now. 15 of those wildfires are out of control. 13 of them are being held and 23 of them are under control. To put into perspective for you, last week, at this time, there were around 90 fires. So we have substantially dropped our numbers since the beginning of May and in the past week. Thanks very
0: much for that, Melissa. The next question comes in online from Ashley and says, I am now re-entering, but I'm struggling financially. I never did apply for the evacuation payment. Can I still apply now that I'm back? So I'll ask my colleague, Brad Geddes, with Seniors, Community, and Social Services to please go ahead.
3: Thank you very much for the question, Sarah. Um, There's three parts to my answer uh, because there's three different possible sources of financial support for you. First off, evacuation payments will be eligible after uh, evacuation orders are lifted. There is a deadline of 30 days and we do encourage people to apply sooner than later so that we can provide the financial support. I'd like to also share that as part of that, it's important that you bring government issued identification, particularly if you've already entered. If you need access to identification, I would encourage you to visit one of the registry offices that can help you uh, obtain either a new driver's license, identification card or other documentation. The second option for financial support is to phone 310-4455 and ask to speak about emergency benefits. These are benefits that can help you with temporary um, costs such as prescriptions or other medical uh, needs, um, as well as uh, if you have, uh, still have some extraordinary costs to cover. Um, It's not a lot of money, but it can help. Now, the third option, uh, I'll refer to my colleague, Rob pre to Insurance Bureau of Canada, who could can talk about what possible supports there may be from your insurer. Rob? Thank you, Brad.
4: If you do have an insurance policy, your home or tenant's insurance, it covers the cost of additional living expenses from the moment you're evacuated. So if you're now re-entered, it's not too late. You can start an insurance claim right away. If you incurred any costs for hotel expenses or additional food costs or other additional living expenses like laundry services while you were evacuated, those items would qualify under your additional living expense coverage. So if you have any receipts, hold on to them. If you don't have the receipts, you can still make a claim based on the time that you were evacuated and your specific circumstances. So you can reach out to your insurance provider and start that claims process right away and they'll be able to assist you with any financial compensation for the costs that you did incur. Thank you for the question.
0: Thanks, Rob. Our next question comes from Sherry and Sherry says my community is still on evacuation alert, but I'm leaving for holidays. What things should I do? So I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you. As you're preparing to go on vacation in your community is still on alert, the first thing that I would suggest that you do is make sure that you have all of your important documents, your medication, clothing, the type of supplies that you would need that you would actually take with you if you are going to be evacuating, so that you actually have those documents with you on hand. And so that if, if your um, community, it does go on evacuation order and you're on holidays, you still have all of those, uh, those important documents. Also make sure that you have, if you're not taking your pets with you, that you are ensuring that they are in a safe boarding place um, with the food and any sort of medications that they may need. I would also suggest that you go to alberta.ca emergency. There is a be prepared section on there and there is great amount of detailed information that will assist you.
0: Thanks for that, Cindy. And just a reminder for individuals who are just joining the call or listening online, if you would like to join the conversation by asking a question, you can do so right now or at any time by pressing star 3. And for individuals listening online, you can submit a question right into that portal and submit it at any point. Our next question comes from Eileen, and it says, Where can I find information about what is covered in my home insurance policy? So I'll ask Rob Dupree from the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Eileen. Insurance can be a bit confusing. If you have an insurance policy, your documents will outline typically the basic information about your home and your contents and your additional living expense as well where you bought your insurance from, that insurance representative, they may have sent you a copy of the actual insurance policy document. Now, this booklet has all the information in there about everything that's covered under your insurance policy. As well, if you have general insurance questions, you can take a look at Insurance Bureau of Canada's website, ibc.ca. So that website again, ibc.ca, we have information about home insurance, business insurance, auto insurance, emergency preparedness, and specific information about the wildfires that are ongoing in Alberta, and a number of frequently asked questions. So I hope that helps. Thanks for the question, Eileen.
0: Thanks, Rob. Our next question comes from Duncan, and it says, what is the status of the fire in Little Smoky and Fox Creek? So I'll ask Melissa Story with Alberta Wildfire
2: to please go ahead. Thank you
1: for the question.
2: The fire at the Eagle Complex, which is burning near Little Smoky and Fox Creek, is currently still out of control. It's comprised of two different wildfires. WWF-023, which is 73,479 hectares, and GWF-027, which is 55,344 hectares. We saw low fire behavior in the morning, and it was moderate during our peak burning period today. We still have a number of firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment supporting this wildfire. Air tankers were also available today. There are also 100 members of the Canadian Armed Forces still continuing to support the operations. Thank you for the question. Thanks, Melissa. Our next
0: question comes from Anastasia listening online. And the question says, how do evacuees find out where to get their mail? So I'll ask Cindy with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for the question. For up-to-date information on mail and or your parcel delivery for any affected areas, you can actually visit Canada Post closures and service interruptions on their website. They do have global information uh, for residents in all of the affected areas. Thank you.
5: Thanks,
0: Cindy. The next question is from Garrett and Garrett says, Who is helping support businesses who've been affected by the fires? So I'll ask my colleague, Lindsay Singh, with the Department of Jobs, Economy, and Northern Development to please go ahead.
5: Hi, Gareth. Thank you for your question. Uh, We understand that getting back to business as soon as possible will be important for business owners and the communities that they serve. In a situation like this, insurance is the first line of support for business after a disaster and most business insurance policies cover fire damage. I encourage you to speak to your insurance broker or insurance representative to determine what coverages are available to you. We are connecting with local chambers, business associations, regional economic development alliances, and municipalities in the areas that were evacuated to determine the impacts of the wildfires on businesses and are assessing what additional business supports may be needed to assist those affected by this situation. I would encourage you to check out BizConnect. This is a government program that provides a wayfinding service to assist businesses, business owners in navigating services and supports that are available through the government and our partner organizations. You can reach BizConnect through www.alberta.ca. slash biz, which is B-I-Z connect, C-O-N-N-E-C-T. You may also want to check out Business Link, who provides free advice and referrals to business supports, and they can be reached at 1-800-272-9675. Thank you so much for your question. Thanks for that, Lindsay. Our next question comes from Tanya, and
0: it says, has there been any decision about the Provincial Achievement Test? Where can we find out this information? So I'll have my colleague Nathan Freed with the Department of Education, please go ahead.
6: Thank you for your question, Tanya. Yes, there has been decisions made about provincial achievement tests. So in the event of a school evacuation or disruption due to the wildfire, the writing of any provincial achievement test can be deferred and your uh, school leaders can reschedule these tests to a later date before the end of this school year. Uh, affected school authorities may also choose to cancel um, the May or June provincial achievement test based on local circumstances due to wildfires. Uh, We continue to work closely with our education partners uh, to support access to education programming for students and children displaced by wildfires in Alberta. And we remain in daily contact with our school division and uh, education directors in impacted communities, um, but the best source of information regarding provincial achievement tests uh, is from your local school. So I encourage you to reach out to your principal or your uh, your um, individuals at your uh, school central office, and they can help you with more information about uh, the provincial achievement tests. Thank you very much, Tanya.
0: Thanks, Nathan. The next question is from Kevin in Drayton Valley, and it says, I was denied funding because I do not have proper ID. My wallet was stolen. I am from Quebec, so it is more difficult to replace. What do I do now? I am evacuated currently and do not have access to my home or any way to get this ID or proof of address. So I'll ask my colleague, Brad Geddes, with Seniors, Community and Social Services, to please go ahead.
3: Great. Wonderful question. I'm sure there's other people uh, in similar situations. Um, our colleagues uh, with the registry officers across Alberta uh, are very good at helping Albertans and people who recently have moved to Alberta uh, get appropriate identification documents. I would encourage you if you have someone that you've known for a long period of time and can attest uh, whether it be a partner or a roommate to go with you to the registry office uh, as this can help validate very quickly your identification also be creative in looking at either registration papers that may be in your vehicle banking documents that you may have uh, through a secure app on your phone and similar um, materials that you may not think of traditionally as being identification um, but even your insurance companies sometimes have a digital pink card and that would be secure in your phone as well so again i would encourage you to visit one of the many provincial registry offices in the province uh bring along uh, a much different identification that you can consider and they'll be pleased to help you uh, find a solution to your challenge Thanks a lot, and welcome to
0: Thanks very much for that, Brad. And just a reminder to individuals who have joined the call or who are listening online, if you would like to contribute to the conversation by asking a question, you can do so by pressing star three on your phone or by entering it into the online portal. The next question comes from Sylvia, listening online, and it says If I need repair work done to my home, who decides which company I get to use, me or my insurance? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Sylvia. You can choose the service provider of your choice to complete any necessary repairs to your home or your vehicle if you have any type of wildfire or smoke damage. Remember that fire and smoke damage can be quite dangerous. There could be electrical damage, there could be many other dangers. So you wanna make sure that you're using a quality, reputable, properly trained and qualified contractor that knows about fire and smoke remediation. Many insurance companies have established relationships with these fire and smoke remediation contractors, and they can vouch for the reliability and the quality of their work. Many insurance companies also guarantee the quality of the work of the service providers that they recommend. But remember, you're not obligated to use any company that's recommended by your insurance company. You can use the service provider of your choice. Thanks for the question, Sylvia.
0: Thanks, Rob. Our next question is from Alex. And Alex says, where can I get the most recent information about the air quality in my community? So I'll ask my colleague Travis Ripley with the Department of Environment and Protected Areas to please go ahead.
7: Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, I would note that the air quality has improved tremendously for most of the areas across the entire province with only a few areas remaining in high risk. But for the most up-to-date current air quality conditions based on the number of portable, movable and stationary systems that we have across the province, please go to the airquality.alberta.ca forward slash map on your phone or your computer to get the most up-to-date information on the air quality. Thanks for the question.
0: Thanks, Travis. Our next question is from Barry, who is listening online. And Barry says, are there any new fires that started today? And so I'll ask my colleague, Melissa Story, with Alberta Wildfire, to please
2: go ahead. Thanks for the question, Barry. There have been two new wildfires today. One is burning in the Edson Forest area and is about one hectare in size. It was discovered late this afternoon and crews are responding to it. There was also one in our Biche Forest area, which is classified as under control as half a hectare. Helicopters are responding to this wildfire.
0: Thanks for that information, Melissa. The next question is from Joseph, listening online. And Joseph says... Where can I find information on re-entry when I'm, once I'm allowed to go back home? So I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with, the, with Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you. This is a great question. I would really encourage folks, once you are, have been received information that you are allowed to go back home, to continue to stay tuned to your local news sources, your official announcements, social media accounts, uh, accounts the updates from your local authorities. Most local authorities have social media platforms that they are using to be able to provide the latest, most up to date information. They may pr- provide specific instructions uh, for the reentry process. So uh, pay very close attention to them and make sure that you're following them accordingly. Uh, they may have set up some designated entry points, they may have a designated specific routes to follow. Or they might have even looked at some timeframes and phasing uh, for different areas and neighborhoods. So continue to follow those uh, platforms that your local authorities um, are posting those to. You can also um, look up at the alberta.ca/emergency website as well for reentry information. Thank you.
0: And thanks for that, Cindy. Our next question comes from Eugene and it says, will regular medical centers and offices be open when we're able to go back to our community? So, I'll ask Shane Hussey with the Alberta Health Services to please go ahead.
7: Hi Eugene, thanks for your question. The care and safety of our patients, residents and staff remains our top priority. Our AHS facilities maintenance and engineering teams have been working hard to prepare evacuated facilities for reentry when it's safe to do so. Work of testing and inspection of all clinical equipment and facility systems is required before facilities will be ready to safely reopen to staff, patients, and our community members. From there, we will work towards reopening emergency department services to ensure the community has access to urgent care as residents return. Following emergency services, we will reopen each service as we are able. Many of the staff that support the delivery of our services were also evacuated, and it does take some additional time to restart our full range of health services. For this reason, some services need to be temporarily paused as we safely reopen our buildings to Albertans. As services are restored at your local site, we will keep everyone informed through the AHS.ca wildfire website, through local media, our AHS social media channels, and HealthLink at 811. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Shane. Our next question is from Jordan, and Jordan says, are there still fire bans in the whole province? Um, So I'll ask my colleague Melissa Storey with Alberta Wildfire to please
2: go ahead. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for the question. The fire ban is only for the northern parts of the province. Uh, We lifted it for parts of the province uh, on Friday of last week. We saw a good amount of rain in the central and southern parts of the province, so we've replaced that with a fire restriction. We reevaluate the conditions to determine if a fire ban is needed constantly and make adjustments as needed. The best place to go to find the most up to date information is albertafirebands.ca. Thanks again for the question.
0: Thanks very much for that information, Melissa. And if you haven't had a chance yet and you would like to ask a question, Just a reminder, you can do that by pressing star 3 on your phone or by submitting it into the online portal. Our next question comes in online from Danny, and Danny says, what things should I take photos of in my home for my insurance claim? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Danny. I'm sorry to hear that you have damage as a result of the recent wildfire. When you're looking at the damage, you want to make sure that you're taking photos of all the damage that you can see, both inside and outside of the home. This is really helpful to share with your insurance company when you're initially submitting the claim or when your adjuster or contractor comes out to understand the significant damage that you may have within your home. So really, you want to make sure that you're taking a lot of pictures of the various areas of the damage from as many different angles as you can to make sure that you have that information and you're able to share it if you ever need it. Danny, your insurance company is there to help you. Remember, you can use the contractor of your choice to do the necessary repairs and your adjuster is there to guide you along the process. Good luck, Danny.
0: Thanks, Rob. Our next question comes from Carl. And Carl says, where do I get information about the road conditions near the fires? So I'll ask my colleague, Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for the question. So there are um, road closures um, throughout areas of the province. And there's also advisories as well. So to get the most current and up-to-date, it's really important um, to make sure that you are going to a credible source and I would recommend that you visit 511.alberta.ca because that is the site that will have the most up-to-date information available to you for any road road closures and also travel advisories. Thank you again for your question.
0: Thanks very much for the information, Cindy. Our next question is submitted from Larry and Larry says, I run a small business out of my home. Do I need to file a business and a home insurance um, claim for my affected home business space? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Larry. And I'm very sorry that you have damage to your home and potentially your business. The short answer is, Whoever is insuring the property that was damaged, that's the insurance company that would be responding. So if it's just your home that's damaged, the outside of your home, for example, that would be your home insurance policy. If any of your business books, tools, instruments, stock, or any other equipment is damaged, then you would also file a business insurance claim. Remember, for your home insurance, If you are evacuated, you have coverage for your additional living expense. If you experience a power outage, you would have coverage for food spoilage as well. And of course, your home insurance also covers fire and smoke damage. For your business, business policies vary and business policies are customized and tailored to your specific business. So depending on the nature of your business and the type of damage that you incurred, you could also have a business income loss or business interruption. Many policies include that as an additional add-on to your business policy. So if you have that coverage and you did have an interruption, then you would need to also file a business claim. If in doubt, reach out to your insurance representative and ask the specific questions. Outline the damage that you have. Outline what information you know from what you can see for the damage. And they'll be able to advise you and guide you on the best way and the best policy to respond to the damage that you have. Thanks for the question, Larry.
0: Thanks very much, Rob. And just a reminder, if you would like to join the conversation by submitting a question, you can do so by pressing star three if you're listening on your phone. Our next question comes from Tracy in Edson. And Tracy asks, what is the status of the Edson fire and how far is it from town? So I'll ask Melissa Story with Alberta wildfire to please go
2: ahead. Hi Tracy, thanks for the question. That wildfire is still classified as out of control at 124,051 hectares. We did see some growth on the north side of the wildfire today. It is not closer to Edson. It still remains 14 kilometers away. We had three air tanker groups, helicopters, and wildland firefighters working on that wildfire today. Thank you for the question. Thanks very
0: much for that, Melissa. And if you are listening online and would like to submit a question, you can do so directly in that portal, just like our next listener has. This listener says, is there any chance that you will ask us to repay the evacuation payments? So I'll ask my colleague, Brad Geddes, with the Department of Seniors, Community, and Social Services, to please go ahead.
3: Thank you very much for the question. Um, It's important to note that the payment, evacuation payment, is meant to be a temporary bridge to other supports, such as insurance. So this will not count against your uh, income support or WCB or EI uh, benefits that may occur because of this event. The only time that we would ask for someone to repay is for some reason um, that there may have been fraud on the file, but so many Albertans are so gracious um, that that's extraordinary rare circumstance. So that's the only possible chance. Uh, Rob, would you mind expanding on Um, how the evacuation payments and the insurance payments work. Thank you, Brad. The Alberta government emergency
4: evacuation payment is completely separate from any insurance claim or any funding that you might be getting for the additional living expense. Any payments that you're receiving for, from the government, from the evacuation, Remember that those will not be deducted off your insurance claim or impact your insurance policy, your limits, or your coverage. So you can claim for both. And if you are evacuated, you would want to claim for both because you want to be able to get that financial support in the times that you need it. This is a difficult time and the Alberta government is providing the funding and your insurance policy is there to support you as well.
0: Thanks for the question. Thanks very much, Rob. Our next question is submitted from Terry. And Terry says, I'm home now, but I want to be more prepared if the fire gets close again. How do I get ready? So I'll ask my colleague, Cindy Evans, with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, to please go ahead.
1: Thank you. And this is a great question. Getting ready for emergencies is really important. Being prepared, you need to know what to do and where to go, and have enough supplies for a week or more. And supplies include things like food, water, medications, and and important documents. It also includes, if you have pets, to make sure that you have supplies in hand for them, their leashes, their medications, crates as well. If you go onto the alberta.ca slash emergency uh, website, there is actually a section on there on Be Prepared. There you will find um, information on how to build an emergency kit, how to build a vehicle emergency kit, how to prepare uh, for your pets. There are also um, a variety of 60-second videos and different fact sheets on information that will help you be more prepared. This is a great question and thank you.
0: Thanks so much for that information. Our next question comes in online from Anne, and Anne says, are there specific supports to help me help my kids who are really anxious about another fire? So I'll ask my colleague, Corrine Everington, with the Department of Mental Health and Addiction, to please go ahead.
8: Thank you, Sarah, and thank you for your question, Anne. The wildfires and the the ongoing risk of wildfire can certainly cause great uncertainty and can lead to anxiety uh, for both for adults and for children. There are a few resources available uh, for you and your family to provide support. Uh, To find out information about local resources in your area, you can call 211 or text INFO to 211 or visit Uh, Alberta.211.ca. Also, depending on the age of your children, they can contact uh, Kids Help Phone directly 24 hours a day, seven days a week by calling 1-800-668-6868 or by texting CONNECT to uh, 686-868. And through Kids Help Phone, they can also access directly Uh, professional counselling. Another excellent resource available in the province is Counseling Alberta and I'm going to turn it over to my colleague Natasha Pillay to speak more about what they have to offer.
9: Thank you so much, Corrine, and thank you for your question, Anne. Um, So, Counseling Alberta is a resource um, for all Albertans um, ages three and up. Um, If you're interested in learning more about Counseling Alberta, you can visit um, the Counseling Alberta website at CounselingAlberta.com. The website provides information on how to register for counseling and a bit more in depth about the counseling experience. There's an online registration form that can be found on the website and is accessible 24-7. You can also call our toll-free number at 1-833-827-4230 on weekdays from 9 to 12, and then again from 1 to 4, Monday to Friday, and one of our intake volunteers will be happy to assist you in the registration process. Um, we have a large and very highly trained counseling team um, who can work with clients and um, families individually um, or couples counselling as well. Um, it's available to all universities, as I said, um, outside of Calgary for a low cost and subsidized by the province. Um, Intakes are assigned to a member of our Counseling Alberta team on the same day that they're processed, and the assigned counsellor will reach out to you um, on the same day as the assignment. We also um, offer same-day virtual appointments if necessary. Um, Yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks so much for that information, Natasha and and Corrine as well. Our next question comes from Frederick, listening online, and Frederick says, I have family coming to visit next week from Saskatchewan and we're still on evacuation alert. Should they register too in case we do get evacuated? So, I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for the question. So, if you do have, your community does receive an evacuation order. your guests are not required uh, to register, um, although, of course, they should be evacuating. And we would recommend that those who are visiting you should be returning to their actual place of residence. Um, we just want to make sure that we are going to be available um, to support those who, um, who are directly impacted. And we want to make sure that those who are visiting are also that their safety is um, paramount as well. And so we would ask that they return to their residence. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much again for that information. And for anyone who has joined the call in the last little while and hasn't had a chance yet to submit a question to one of our experts, I want to remind you you can do that by pressing star 3 on your phone or for those listening online by submitting it into the online portal. The next question comes in from Chad listening online and says... I heard there are firefighters from coming from Australia. Is that true?
2: So I'll ask Melissa Story with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead. Hi, Chad, and thanks for the question. Yes, Alberta is receiving support from Australia. About 100 wildland firefighters arrived yesterday and will be deployed tomorrow. An additional 81 have arrived today and will be deployed in the coming days. There will be 14 more arriving tomorrow, making up almost 200 people supporting us from Australia. Thanks, Melissa. Our next
0: question comes in from Alyssa and says, I heard there is a freeze on new home insurance policies. Is this true? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Alyssa during the wildfire events that we're experiencing in alberta insurance companies commonly initiate temporary restrictions on the sale of new insurance policies in the areas under imminent threat these restrictions or freezes are very community specific so even though the province has a state of emergency that's been declared only the areas that are under imminent threat are subject to these temporary restrictions. And remember, these restrictions are temporary. As the wildfire threat eases, these restrictions start to ease as well and insurance is able to take place as it normally does. As a reminder, though, renewals of existing insurance policies, they continue to take place regardless of the wildfire threat. So if you're renewing your policy, that'll take place as it normally does. And one last thing is some insurance policies even have a special endorsement called a Declaration of Emergency Endorsement. And what this does, it extends the expiry date of your insurance policy when an emergency is declared and ensures that your policy stays in force until that emergency order Is terminated. So if you're looking for new insurance, remember to reach out to your insurance provider. Different companies have different restrictions. So if you're looking and need insurance right now for your home, reach out to a number of different providers and talk to your insurance representative and ask them to contact you when these restrictions start to ease so that you can place coverage on your home. Thanks for the question, Alyssa.
0: Thanks very much, Rob. Our next question comes in from Jerry, listening online, and says, I missed the first part of the town hall tonight. Can I find it somewhere later? So, Jerry, I'll go ahead and take that myself and say yes. You and anyone else who are interested in listening to this and other telephone town halls can do so by visiting alberta.ca slash emergency and when you scroll down on that page, you will see a list that says Telephone Town halls. When you press the drop-down menu and scroll down, you will find an audio recording for each and every wildfire town hall we have done to date. So I encourage you to go there if you're looking for information and from this town hall or any of the others. Thanks very much. Our next question comes in from Joseph, and Joseph says, what is your advice for those of us who are, who are re-entering our communities? What should I expect going back? So I'll ask my colleague, Cindy Evans, with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for that question. First and foremost, I really want to stress that it will be very important that you are following the directions of the local authority. Um, they will have um, specific instructions. Uh, for all residents who are returning. So I just really want to stress that it will be important to please follow uh, their directions. Once you are able and are allowed to to re-enter, the suggestion would be to make sure that you're assessing your surroundings uh, before that you're proceeding any further. Just make sure that you're looking for any sort of visual uh, hazards that might be around you. Um, If you notice anything like that or any sort of immediate dangers, please report them to the appropriate authorities, and also avoid the area. Continue to be cautious and alert uh, during the reentry uh, process. Um, that's going to be ensuring that you remain mindful on any sort of ongoing emergency response activities or the cleanup operations as well. And again, follow the instructions of your emergency personnel and the uh, local authorities who will be around. When you're re-entering your home, you know, make sure that you're checking the status of your utility, such as your electricity and your water and gas. And if you're noticing any sort of irregularities, make sure that you're contacting your uh, utility company and avoid using or touching any of the compromised systems. Um, avoid or assess, excuse me, assess any sort of property damage and avoid, of course, any hazards that you might be seeing, taking photographs of any significant uh, damage as mentioned before uh, for your insurance claims and contact your authorities if if you're needing to do that Um, again for any safety uh, concerns of course because the safety of people and those emergency personnel uh, is a top priority for everyone. Thank you for your question.
0: Thanks very much for that information Cindy. Our next question comes in from someone listening online who has asked, what is the status of the fire in Fox Lake today? So I'll ask my colleague, Melissa Storey with Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead.
2: Thank you for the question. The Fox Lake Wildfire, also known as the Pasquale wildfire, is still burning out of control. Its size is 73,936 hectares. There was a bit of an increase in fire activity due to the warm temperatures that we've seen. The fire is most active along its east perimeter. We do have a number of wildland firefighters responding to this wildfire, including a 19-person incident management team, helicopters, and heavy equipment dedicated to this wildfire. Thanks for that, Melissa.
0: The next question is from Mike, who's listening tonight, and Mike says, I have to make a claim for the damage for the fire, but what would happen to me if I have to make a second claim if there's another fire? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Hi, Mike. First of all, I'm sorry that you have some damage as a result of the wildfire. Your insurance company is here to help you your home or your tenant insurance policies covers damage by fire. So remember, start that claims process right away. If you have a second claim for a fire, meaning another fire happens and you have damage, your insurance policy still remains in force and effect, and it will respond to that new damage. Depending on the circumstances and where you're at with the repairs from the first fire will dictate the level of repairs that you'll need from the second fire but just because you have a claim that doesn't mean anything happens to your insurance policy it remains in force and effect and your renewals come up as they normally would remember that once the repairs are complete continue working with your adjuster and if there's any changes that you made to your home during that repair process like finished your basement or added a deck to make sure you also add that on to your insurance policy so that they have the most updated information for the repairs, particularly if you do any additional repair work that was outside the scope of the insurance claim. Thanks for the question, Mike. And if you do have any other questions, you can reach out to our Consumer Information Center. You can We can be reached at 1. 844-2-ASK-IBC. That phone number again is 1-844-227-5422.
0: Good luck, Mike. Thanks so much for that, Rob. Our next question is asked from Sheila and Sheila says, Other than at these town halls, where else can I go to ask questions? So I'll ask my colleague Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for the question. Aside from the town halls, um, there is a variety of information, very detailed information at Alberta.ca slash emergency. It has information on evacuation financial support, other supports and services there's advisories and closers, there's re-entry information, there's situational updates, um, there's information on Be Prepared, and there's also a link there to resources. And that has a variety of different important telephone numbers that impacted individuals if they would like to um, find out some more information. Those numbers are all listed and available. Most importantly, we do have a 24-hour Alberta government call center at 310. Four four five five, And again, that is available 24-7, it is also available in a variety of languages. Thank you again for the question.
0: Thanks, Cindy. Our next question is from Rowan, listening online, and says, can I fly a drone in a wildfire area? And so I'll ask my colleague, Melissa Storey, with Alberta Wildfire, to please go ahead.
2: Thanks for the question, Rowan. When you fly a drone over or near a wildfire, you're breaking the law, endangering firefighters, and may cause firefighting operations to stop. In Alberta, if you are caught, it's an automatic court appearance. There are also a number of federal charges on top of provincial ones. Federal fines start at $3,000 for individuals. Last year, a provincial court recently fined an individual $10,000 for flying a drone near a wildfire in Jasper. Thanks for that update, uh, Melissa.
0: The next question here is from Kate and Kate says, I heard my insurance claim could be denied if I don't file it right away. Is this true and how long do I actually have? So I'll ask Rob Dupree with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to please go ahead.
4: Kate, I want to reassure you that this is not true. You do have to file your claim within a reasonable period of time. But if you don't file it immediately, it does not mean that your claim will be denied. You do have lots of time. So remember, even if you don't need evacuation, financial assistance, when you get back home, you might realize that the costs were a lot more than you were expecting. You could file a claim at that point as well. you're able to re-enter, and you think you only have a little bit of damage and maybe you wanna get a quote first, you can do that. And if that quote comes back and it's gonna be a significant dollar amount, your insurance policy is there to support you. So reach out to your insurance provider when it's convenient and within a reasonable time period to start that process. The reason we ask people to call right away is to make sure that you're able to get that financial assistance as soon as possible. To start the process, to get contractors lined up, because it could take some time for the materials and the supplies, depending on what's needed, and as well as lining up the appropriate contractors to do the necessary work. If you do have any other questions, you can take a look at our website at ibc.ca. We have a frequently asked questions document that answers this question and many others that you might have. Thanks for the question, Kate.
0: Thanks, Rob. The next question comes from Lydia and Lydia says, are the chemicals used to fight the fires toxic? So I'll ask my colleague, Melissa Story with Alberta Wildfire to please
2: go ahead. Thanks for the question, Lydia. All the substances we use in wildfire go through rigorous testing to ensure they are environmentally safe. Our number one priority is the safety of Albertans and their communities. Most of our on-the-ground firefighters use water to extinguish wildfires. Thanks for
0: that information, Melissa. This question comes from Tom, and Tom says, If the emergency alert gets canceled, does that mean people can go home? So I'll ask Cindy Evans with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency to please go ahead.
1: Thank you for the question. Emergency alerts are issued when a wildfire is getting close to an area, Um, and it alerts those um, who are in the vicinity to be prepared should an evacuation order be issued. So an alert is giving those in the area the heads up that an evacuation order may come because a wildfire is, uh, it is getting close. So you know, stay alert to um, your situation and your surroundings. And in terms of returning uh, to your home, uh, once an evacuation order has been lifted, uh, then you need to follow the instructions of your local authority. Again, it's going to be really important that you do that to ensure that everyone stays safe and um, that um, we're following as, you know, if they have set phases or certain neighbourhoods or certain roads that are still closed so they have entry points, it's going to be really important that you follow the local authorities' instructions. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much, Cindy. Looks like we do have time for one more question. It comes from Mary and Mary says, how can we help prevent a wildfire? So I'll ask Melissa Story from Alberta Wildfire to please go ahead.
2: Thanks for the question, Mary. Annually, most of our wildfires are human caused. Some quick things we can do to prevent wildfires. If you are having a campfire, ensure you are properly extinguishing it by soaking the ashes them and soaking them again until they are cool to the touch. Another thing we can consider is when we're operating an off-highway vehicle, checking hot spots such as the engine and exhaust often to make sure there's no built-up debris will help from anything inadvertently falling to the ground and igniting a wildfire. We can all do our part to prevent wildfires in Alberta. Thanks very much for that information,
0: Melissa. I would like to just take a moment to thank everyone for participating in the conversation this evening, from submitting questions to providing important information in your responses. Thank you. If you're still looking for more information about wildfires and about supports available to you, I encourage you to visit alberta.ca slash emergency or to dial 310-4455. Thanks to all of our experts for hosting this telephone town hall, including my colleagues from across the government of Alberta and our partners in wildfire conversations, including Alberta Wildfire, the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, the RCMP, the Insurance Bureau of Canada, Alberta Health Services, and Counseling Alberta.